super fucking weird. God. So, um, no, we are now back with another edition of our geeky crap. So yeah. I'm Chris. I'm PJ. And um, it's been a while. We haven't done an episode, and Jarrell has been really fucking behind on why do we hang out. No hate to Jarrell, but dude's been way behind. We have an awesome episode of that coming up, um, where we play a board game called, well, a card game called Zombie Apocalypse or Annihilation Z. Annihilation Z Zombie Apocalypse. It's a whole crazy card game, fun as fuck. Uh, you guys will enjoy the hell out of that one. That should be posted on Monday. So if you're listening to it now, it'll either be up in 24 hours, and you can enjoy them both. So it works out for everyone. Double podcast. Yep, double podcast. So you're behind by two weeks. We double it up for the free fun. <laughs> Win-win, right? And we sent out new little cool why do we hang out backgrounds for your phone that our awesome lady Kathy made. So I want to whore those out. We have one with iron the Iron Giant. Um, a bear guy with horns, a uh, okay. Cthulhu, and um, mermaids, because ladies like them mermaids. So we have those for you guys to check out and enjoy. So those are, those are all up on our Twitter and on our Facebook for everyone to check out. That's with the shameless plugs. Needed to get it out since we've actually been trying to do shit yeah. with the podcast. Shameless so. plugging is what it's about. Oh, honestly. God, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Like, I like my thing. You like my thing. Let's shamelessly plug our thing and then call it good and everyone's happy. Yep. All right? So, as you wanted to know my like-dislike for magic. Yeah, I need you on the record. Because you say such ridiculous things about it. I do. For having Green Lantern plastered all over your house. Space science. It's not space science, <laughs> it's space magic. <laughs> That's how I do it. You are fine with magic as long as it's not on planet Earth. Well, no, because see, and this is where I thought about it. And I and I, I put real thought into this, okay? This is real. Because I was talking to a vendor who happens to be mixed like myself. The the problem, like you just used, is that if it's not on Earth, that's a major factor. Because it's not that I dislike magic as one of my favorite heroes. You know, Shazam, Black Adam... Like uh, yeah. Doctor Fate, Doctor Strange, they're cool characters. I enjoyed them. Never made sense. You know, they're cool characters. They're literally jizz magic. Like they are the <laughs> magics of magics of the universes, right? But then you have like Alan Scott, Green Lantern, more magic esque because the Star Heart was magic, but not space. Yeah, that weird thing. Whatever they end up doing, weird sense. continuity thing. And then Green Lantern using willpower, concentrated energy in the universe, i.e., super science slash space magic, right? The the conclusion I came to, real conclusion, because I've had a real hate, because like Harry Potter for me is dumb. I, I don't like it. Harry Potter is dumb for entirely different yeah. reasons than no, the reasons saying, you have. But within the means of the magic, so like that, Lord of the Rings, fantasy magic, I do not find appealing at all. It, it just doesn't do it. The closest that it ever got for me was The Sorcerer's Apprentice with Nick Cage. Like, that oh, says a lot, because I love that fucking movie, because I'm like... <laughs> That's magic I could get behind because it's essentially super science. I can support that. That's its own weird thing, but it's me. But the conclusion I came to, this is like, it was a weird like, whoa, huh, interesting feeling. Revelation. It, it, it worked. And, and I had to like dwell on it. You know, I've had some time in between episodes. But the, the conclusion I came to was that it's not that I have a problem with magic. It's the setting that magic is in. Where I am, we'll just call it what society deems African-American. Not a real thing, because I'm a human being, but I digress. As a cultural thing, No, it's super magic, racist. It, it's that super get, fucking racist. And this is the closest is. you've ever come to making sense on the position. <laughs> yeah. Because no, fantasy is just yeah. filled with blatant well, racism. And that's the thing. Fantasy is so European, and i.e. white, yeah. by a broad definition... That within that realm, there are not characters or archetypes of those characters that I can go, oh, I like this person because. And within that setting, there's nothing that Tolkien has done or uh, whatever her name, J.K. J. J. Rowling. J.K. No. Rowling, whatever. Any of them, own it, even whether it's a movie, a game, a book, whatever it is, magic doesn't do it. No, you maybe because get it, a barbarian every... Yeah, maybe, and, it, that, and that's the thing, we get the barbarian, the mind-ragingly psycho guy yeah. who's kind of tan but looks more Greek than anything because Sparta, but you don't get a black wizard, you don't get 
a you get like a Chinese monk, yeah. maybe you know, or a balding guy named Friar. No. Like, you get Friar Tuck. You did find and, the one defense that I basically and, can't say anything no, about, but, but we've had this argument many times. For like four years. But I had the same hours, argument. And you with, finally come around and just. Because I figured out what it, the real essence of yeah. it was, but having someone who literally enjoys science fiction the way I do while being mixed, we came to this conclusion that. I was like, well, and I asked him, I was like, do you like magic and fantasy? And he was like, no. He's like, not really. It doesn't do it for me. And I was like, but you like the idea, right? But not, like, it doesn't do it. Yeah. He goes, it doesn't. It's kind of dumb. And we really broke it down. And I'm like, I think it's because we're black. And he's like, yeah, because they're all, like, white people shooting lightning bolts. Yeah. It's, no. At the end of the day. I can't even disagree with and that. So, and so when it comes to a superhero having a magical-based power, it isn't within a modern setting. And the gods, they've gotten better depicting them more culturally diverse yeah. within the realm of gods whether it be shazam adam fate strange whatever their thing is there's the, in a modern telling of their tales they have more cultural diversity than you read in a book where it's just like a bunch of white people and the super white high elves <laughs> and then the dark elves like no, when that's your is, world it is pretty blatant and I am a yeah. bit upset that you've managed to end run around being wrong for five years, <laughs> and it just totally defeat me. And now, after five years, I'm just game. like, well, now how did I end up no, being the wrong no, one? But, I don't. But no, but that was the thing is, it took me five years to have a real understanding of why I'm the black guy. Yeah. And I didn't know why I didn't like a thing until that thing was discussed with someone who wasn't even black. He, it was He's mixed like myself. So we have this love of two different styles of culture we enjoy the world that it paints within fantasy you have you know great battle scenes and it's just a level of epicness that as our culture goes was literally stolen from us so we don't have that in the same way that where they have sense. gandalf we have anansi and he's this trickster spider god and that's the extent of base african lore short of mufasa and the lion king and that's because he goes into the clouds and goes remember that's it you know like and just in a, yeah. as the average person goes in america you don't know a lot about african-american history short of it being entrenched in hoodoo voodoo you know deep south and even then it's seen as a negative stigma and, and pagan where they have their gods their goddesses all of those you don't, but you don't see movies about it unless it's the fucking Enchantress and Suicide Squad who was like a white chick with the powers of a voodoo mistress, which you're like, that's weird. And, and so... She was the worst part about Suicide Squad. No, right, though. Because she's somehow integral to the plot, but that goes rogue, no, no. but is still integral to... The, I don't know. But doesn't need to be sense. part of it. Like, they could have arguably not had that movie if she just was given... Like, they said, hey, yeah. you're part of the team and didn't have to call her. Call it what it is. Didn't have to be a problem. You know, like seven words. It's the same no, way Star Wars isn't goes. Isn't it part of Amanda Waller's plan that she it, turn evil? Yeah, to make sure the team could do it. Which again, it's like so you murder a bunch of people. Like I get it, you're running Suicide Squad, but <laughs> you create your own bad guy. I don't. That's know. yeah. Well, I mean, U.S. government create your own bad guys. Just after Afghanistan. No, that's, that's <laughs> more thought than anyone. Suicide Squad. <laughs> I get it. We broke it down in a way that go. Oh shit, we did do that. Damn it. Yeah, we could out Amanda Waller, Amanda Waller, and yeah. she'd be like, huh, well, I quit. You uh, kind of shot myself in the foot there, didn't we? Didn't leave. Uh, speaking but, of shooting himself in the foot, the way they take care of Amanda Waller and Arrow is just the most disappointing thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's not spoiling it for me, because I'm never going to watch that show. No. Unless it's a crossover episode. That's the extent of Arrow. They straight up just shoot her in the face unexpectedly. In a hostage situation. Which is... No, you know what? Which that is, is how Waller would go. Except... But who no does it? Who does it? Random fucking dude. Ho so, well, the he, irony... That's what it is. Is that. But it's I can't Amanda behind, Waller. But Amanda fucking Waller wouldn't let someone shoot her in the face. Amanda Waller has like a fake... Bulletproof Some, shield. Like the way Batman's floor. chest plate where yeah, it gets shot. She just replaced her yeah, forehead with something. bulletproof metal. But no, mm. it's just like, nope. no, I'm going to do this. If you don't donuts, do this. And it's just bam. Dollars to Donuts, Lazarus Pit. No, it's been like four years. Those were pasted over by some magic serum that 
crazy eyes. See, again, put I in there. fucking hate when they do that with magic, where they're like, magic did it. It falls in the same realm of like, oh, science did it. But when science does it, they go, we reverse the polarity of some kind of science-y word, and it it caused the, a dome to appear. Where magic, they go, I went sim sim salabim. I hajied it. I don't see the racism. You know? Don't see the racism it just, at all? No one? There's no difference to me. Like, Well, no, because it, it falls within the realm of, like, you have trees and arrows and lasers and bulkheads. It's the same universe, just a different setting. Yeah. Is all it comes down like, to. Like, I don't... I don't care that a lightsaber is laser. It's it's a, Which ma- is probably it's my a magic sword. Favorite thing though ever said with Luke Skywalker that movie being like, what you think I'm gonna take out the whole fucking first order with a laser sword? Yeah. So, like dispassionately, like he's been told about it like a hundred times. Like, holy fuck, I don't care. Yeah. Was shut so, up about your laser well, sword. Yeah, like ooh, but I can get behind that in terms of, like mocking yeah. your own world. I love when you have the character who's within this environment go, like, even in, in Green Lantern, when they have their ring and it's like, I can't just fix everything. And, like, you're a Green Lantern, you can. That doesn't mean I should do it. <laughs> er, like, don't. That's dumb. And I like that. When they treat it as, like, yeah, I got this, but. Yeah, to me, it, just, it doesn't matter if it's a real, if it's a magic sword, or if it's a laser sword, or if it's a magic laser sword. It's still sword. fiction. Create controlled by the mitochondria in uh, your non mother's body, whatever the whatever it is, thing. fake Jesus thing yeah. they have going on with Which Anakin. Just didn't work at all. No, but it, it it's all the same. Yeah. just write some shit and I'll go along with it. I am yeah. not hard it's, to please. It's one of those where um. So I was talking to another group of guys on a podcast today, and we didn't really get into it, but they prefer Marvel, and I prefer DC. Same basic reason as, as you know is Marvel takes itself seriously. They are comic book characters. They have a, a god of thunder and lightning who is not a god. He is an alien, but then is a god but isn't because he's an alien god. Not alien or a god and is. <laughs> also Hammer. Above. Yeah, all of the above. When he has to fill out a what are you, he goes question mark <laughs> checks all the boxes. yeah he goes all the boxes when it's the marvel universe census you know yeah he's just like he's like depending on writer question mark <laughs> you know like that kind of logic but then they're like nope our speedsters can only go the speed of sound because science or reed richards can only stretch so far because elasticity science like but you're not thunder god god <laughs> space lizard alien beta ray bill Cow face man? Really? Horse. Okay. Horse? Yeah, like, in Silver Surfer, they go, Cosmic, Cosmic did it. Like, that's their, their mulligan yeah. is a Cosmic. And it's like, oh, he did it because the Cosmic. And you're like, it's fucking stupid. But they take it so seriously, where in DC, they're like, look, the Flash, he goes really quick. The Speed Force, what is it? It's like space, but literally the energy of space moving at all points in time, you don't see it because it's the underlying part of the universe. You're like, well, fuck, that's just a whole level of quantum mechanics. It's real and somehow could be legit. And they don't take it seriously the way Marvel does. So, like, your enjoyment of it where you want to be like, just give give me a good story. Don't fucking dick with it, but give me something good. But on the other hand, they're so super serious all the time. So fucking Every, I imagine everyone at DC Comics talking in the Christian Bale Batman voice just all the time. Trying, yeah, trying What's to be super broody. Yeah, just, that's needing to be I, some kind of broody. Yeah. Talks in that gravelly I've got to surgically repair yeah. my throat. So what are we going to do this week? I don't know. We should have Green Ladder do something broody that doesn't sound like him. Okay, broody! Knock it out. Although, to be fair, and they teased it, and I hope it goes this way, in Green Lan- and how Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, before he gets called that back up to Oa, um, he goes on an, a, a whole adventure thing, couple issues, helping Superman and Hector Hammond, who comes back, which is still one of the most disturbing villains of all time. Yeah. Underrated. He is like a Joker equivalent in terms of his fuck-uppery in creepiness. The Joker was more rapey. Yeah. He is a fucked up villain. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be Hal Jordan. And as a human being, he is like the personification of every uber nerd. Like the guy who d- takes this fictional stuff so seriously that 
when they go, oh, we are making the character this way or this way in a movie and making a minor change, like, that's not the character. No, I am that character. He's like, the death threats kind of he's, Yeah, he is. Yeah, Hector Hammond is the death threat fan. That in the, the issue at the end of it, during this whole spiel, the only reason why he realizes that it's all a fantasy that's going on is that Carol shows up and says that she loves him. And he has never heard her actually say that. And I'm like, fuck, that just shattered my fan soul. I've never read Carol Ferris, even when she was Star Sapphire, say that she loved Hal Jordan. And that's what broke the fantasy for him. It was the world he wanted. A world with Carol saying that. And I'm like, are we okay? If you're gonna, you know, like I was there with him. And then at the end of the issue, he it's doing the whole internal monologue of, you know, him having this... You know, Hector's a lot of things, but he he does know he does know me better than I know myself because it's you know his subconscious and all these things. And he walks up, and it's her house, and he goes to knock on it. And right as that hand goes up, John calls him, and he's like, he's like, we need you up. He's like, give me like ten minutes, dude, just fucking ten minutes. He's like, guardians are dying, ass space now. And he leaves the flowers on the steps and bolts. And it, like, weird fan wrecked me. Because yeah. I'm like, now where's this story fucking going? It's a guy with a talking magic ring at the end of the fucking day. Science, not science. He made his, he forged his own ring on a forge he made of pure willpower. Yeah. It's a special ring. Can do anything. And it's the, and seeing him have to leave, the one thing he wants to do he can't have, that's. Very Peter Parker right though but like somehow better because it was a part that you like it's like peter always gets the girl girl breaks her neck Ooh, sorry not sorry not sound really callous about someone dying just when you've read enough comics comic death kind of loses its yeah death. the dead character is now one of marvel's best characters because spider gwen is a great fucking comic book yeah i love that they totally stolen her outfit for miles morales in the new animated movie dude given that hood just yeah. the hood on his costume and you're like all my money yeah don't care take it and i imagine it's gonna be pretty powerful for people to see a black hooded yeah absolutely superhero. no absolutely i was looking at a meme today for black panther and it was one I, I will say i have not seen one person on my facebook on at a home in person on a podcast whatever talk shit about black panther and not in a, because we know black people are going to get mad, or the liberal snowflakes. None of the, the like, none of that, like, I want to talk shit, but yeah. you know how they'll all get. Not one. They're like, this looks really good. It looks unique. It looks different. But at the same time, like, I look at this meme, and it was, um, it was like, uh, why, why this movie is so important to the black community. And then it shows, like, Chris Rock. Uh, Marlon Damon and Marlon Wayans, um, the uh, the one dude who was the one from uh, Tom Hanks's movie was the Somali Pirates. Oh, I don't even. Know. I can't I remember the name of the that. movie and the guy, but all of, basically uh, Mr. Being, Phillips or something. Yeah, like yeah, like all of those. But they were. It was like we're tired of being portrayed as these ten different things, and you're like as aggressive, and it's Ice Cube in you know um, Boys in the Hood. Or crack addicts and drug addicted guys like, you know, Chris Rock in New Jack City and all these different versions. Negative portrayals. And you're finally getting the positive. To be fair, Spawn did technically come first, but you hardly ever see him. And that's its now own bullshit. it doesn't even matter. And it doesn't Todd even matter. McFarlane's whitewashing yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's its own shit. But in terms of a modern age of people trying to bring real awareness now... You get this character who it looks like at least half the film isn't wearing his mask. And there's a lot of not masks. And I'm not just all for that, but it really does come down to like Miles Morales, hands down, where it's at for me, best Spider Man. How he looks has a major part to play in that. Not just because he is a black guy who's also half Hispanic. Like that's that's not it. It's that it's something different. It's new, it's fresh, it's something that I just don't enjoy. My son enjoys. So the mm-hmm. impact of this one character. You see all these people writing for comic books and writing for movies, you ask them why. Let's be real, 90% of them are white males. What characters did they look up to? Certainly wasn't Black Panther. Nope. You know, certainly wasn't Storm. It wasn't Luke Cage, you know, and War Machine, and then no other black characters of prominence. Yeah. 
just wasn't. You know, it wasn't until relatively recent that John Jones, thanks to Supergirl, is portrayed as an African American guy, which is a great thing to do. It's always made perfect sense. And it makes sense. Also, with his name, the pronunciation, with the longer vowels and stuff, and no, like, negative connotation, just. It works. John Jones, I'm like, It probably yeah. helps that he's always been voiced by black actors. That helps a lot, too. Yeah. So it's just no, not I, even a... Which is a weird thing when it's a white guy like Bill Lamar, who is <laughs> as bad as black as I am, playing Green Lantern, John John Stewart, which, for me, was a major impactor in my world of comics, that because of his voice on the animated show, that got me into liking this character, who, when he goes through the whole crisis of personal faith with the ring, that he... He lost the will yeah. to be a lantern. Really resonated of like, this is a guy who's like, he, he's on his game, doing his shit, and he stumbles and has to go back and bring himself back up Karate Kid style. And I'm like, this resonates. As a kid, honestly, I couldn't tell you why that resonated. Really didn't. I, I like the first time they did Kyle Raynor and Superman. Yeah. It was the first one they show. And I'm like, that's fucking dope. The power was already there as, as a thing I liked. A ring that could do anything. Like, I can't draw for shit. But the ability to use your imagination to solve problems yeah. is the wish really of cool. every child, mm-hmm. of everyone. You're like, I could fix all of our problems with my imagination. There you go. That that just screamed to me. It didn't even just speak. It's a very kid-focused... Well, an, well, a creative kid mm-hmm. focus here. Like well, Superman, you get the, I can just punch everything. You can you punch your way out. Even with Batman, you, yeah, yeah, you get a detective-esque, but at the end of the day, biff, pow, boom. Mm-hmm. You know? But it, it is entirely, that's why I always, Green Lantern, whatever the iteration, you know, how the mm-hmm. room's a dick, Kyle Rayner's awful, yeah. John Stewart spends like two decades mourning over that planet. Yeah, they lost. really just wrote him in a corner of like, what about John Stewart this week? I don't know. Fail again. I mean, <laughs> he's still sitting sadly yeah, on some like planet just now is he's having any. Well, and now though they've the changes they've made, and I love thanks to Jeff changed a lot of the 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 issues. But where it's at now, John's um, leader of the core. Um, he he coordinates. He's a tactician. He worked. He was in the Marines. It makes sense that he is that guy. Guy hooks up with um, Ar- uh, Arkillo from the Sinestro Corps because there was a period of time where the green and the <laughs> yellow were like... good combination. No, it was because they sit there and they have this whole thing of like... They, at the time, both cores were fractured because of the last event that they had had. So both of them lost like two-thirds of their numbers. So they're like, okay, we need to... You were policing it because we, you know, were eight people in a fucking thumb drive of hopes and dreams. <laughs> but now we're back together, but we need to find a way to make this work. So it was this good concept of a good cop, bad cop. Every team was a good cop, bad cop. But it wasn't always the Green Lantern as the good cop or the Yellow Lantern as the bad cop. Some people were a Yellow Lantern because they were spreading fear because they were trying to protect their people and how they looked scared the the bad people. The Batman yellow. So you then get these douchebag Green Lanterns who are like basically colorist. If you want to call it a thing or chorus, whatever you want to call it, they perceived that they were the bad guy and that they were the good guy. They had that kind of more right-wing conservative-esque grizzled white cop about it. Like, I don't need a new partner. It's the young black cop on the up and up. You know, yeah. it didn't have that. It's the plot for Bright. Yeah. No, and it was, though, but better. Because um, <laughs> I still, I, I want to say I'm going to get through it, but at some point, maybe. We'll see. But they do this cool good cop, bad cop thing, and then... Arkillo and Guy end up getting in a fight, and Guy's like, you know, everyone says that your match should be Kilowog. He's like, but Kilowog's too much of a good guy. You're the badass. I'm the badass. Let's do this. So, like, they are, they love their cores more than anyone in their respective core. Yeah. They beat the shit out of each other. Guy gouges out one of his eyes. Uh, Arkillo, like, rips out his own tooth and stabs it in the guy's leg like this. It is a fucking fight. No rings. Just... Just a fight. A guy versus guy. Like, it was harsh. And at the end, they stop. They just, they are done. No one wins this fight. And that was the fucking point. And you're, like, looking at these panels, watching these two guys beat each other. A character who was just, me, Guy Gardner. Me, hit things. (laughs) Me, game warrior. No one liked Guy. You know, like, to this guy who was absolutely passionate about a fucking ring and the family that it comes with. And another dude who started off as just the heavy hitter 
oh, he was the bruiser of the Sinestro Corps. You just seem like, yeah. well, shit, if Arkell's going to show the fuck up, he's going to fuck your family up. Like, that's that was it, that it built these two guys up as real characters, and they become partners. And they work together, and it gets the course to stop fighting. That if these two people yeah. can agree to disagree, because this is what's best, rock and roll. Things you know happen, and the story unfolds, great, but the way those two go whole final fight breaks out they won't touch each other like that that respect is so deep that it it was impressive That's and you don't get that you know and i'm yeah. just like this this was not the guy gardner from you know reading you know green lantern green arrow mm-hmm. and you see guy and he's like i played football i'm an asshole like none of that you they're better characters kyle's still kyle, <laughs> kyle i guess will always be kyle yeah but getting back to what i was saying like I don't have any favorite Green Lantern. My favorite hero is Green Lantern. No, that's like, fair. Yeah. All, I don't care if it's fucking Chip or Salak the power or Kilowog. The idea that you can just will some shit into existence. Yeah. I want this, that so it is happening. happening. Yep. There's nothing better. Yeah. Is is the the power to have all powers, but it also has its own limitations within reason. Like I of yeah. all the of all power sets, they're like, we need to find a way to nerf the most powerful weapon in the universe. So when they got shitty with the the, the Guardians, they're like, oh, they yellow, you lied. No, 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 no. That is fair. I get that. It has all the power, but doesn't work on a thing? Makes sense. When J- Jeff goes, this is why? You're like, oh, so we're all the pieces of shit. All right. No, Making fun of a guy who can't touch yellow. It's because the, literally the embodiment of fear is housed within the ring. Yeah. Rock and roll, man. That's really <laughs> cool. And, no, idea. but it's like where they're at with they have the new ones with Simon and Jess, a beautiful duo. They are great buddy cop. I haven't thing. Got to read any of them yet? They're they're a fun read, but I really think Green Lantern would shine doing a. I hate to say doing a Marvel, but finally giving a Green Lantern. The problem is they're all space cops, so they are all grown adults: guy, girl, plant, rock, sentient, gas, squirrel. A planet, you know, whatever you want to call it, but there are no children. They just added one from Tumar Ray's planet hmm. because Tumar Ray's successor, uh, Tumar Lee, kills a Sinestro Corps member in murder because it was supposed to be his partner, and he was like, he's like, the moment you walk away, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking go and I'm gonna basically murder me some kids. He's like, I'm in this for the thrill. I love people being afraid of me. He was that bad guy within that whole thing. He was the one who ruined it all. And uh, Tumar was like, (laughs) gamed over him. So the cores fall apart. becomes a whole, you know, um, uh, what's the um, internal affairs, craziness, shit goes down real quick. But the ring goes to his planet again. And it goes to his niece, which is awesome. It's a kid. But if you're going to try to bring a character up and do a thing, yeah, there's a lot of Earth Lanterns, but maybe take away the concept of the ring for a couple of them, like John, Guy, or even Kyle. Let Kyle go back to being a White Lantern, that that unique outlier of the group, and make a Green Lantern a kid. Like, bring... Some real young blood into this thing. Do the Miles Morales move that they did with Spider-Man. Give us a yeah. Kid Lantern. I'd read the shit out of a Kid Green Lantern book. I know my boy would love it. It Just works with Superboy. Like exactly what they did with Blue Beetle, but yeah. with Green Lantern. Exactly that. And what better fucking book than two groups that don't get along. You have a good Brave and Bold, a Blue and Green. And then you have the mildly more experienced Blue Beetle. Helping a Green Lantern? That would be pretty great. Right? A yeah. book never written? Your thank you, DC? Right there, just, you know, we'll be poor. You guys, I'd say rich, but we all saw Justice League. <laughs> so, I'm not trying to take shit. Just saying, if you're going to try to do a thing, do it right. All right that's it. But I, I would love to see a Kid Lantern. That would like, be a really cool idea. I that'd like be that fun. Because then you get, then when they're drawing, they're you're getting, you ask a fucking 8-year-old. Yeah. Ask a 12-year-old, how would you solve doomsday showing up what would an eight-year-old do to stop the absolute most unstoppable guy you get to go back to the 1960s giant boxing gloves you could in a good way though and then have like 
Simon or Jess be the have it still be one of them, but have it be like a the a mentor, but a house kid he didn't know about. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. I think doing it with John Stewart would get sketchy. I would say him, but I I am not gonna suggest that the black guy has a kid he didn't raise. I'm just not gonna. That go there. would be well, yeah. That's well because I was trying to think. I don't want it to be not yeah. Because even if you pull the he knew about it, but some whatever thing you try to pull with that wouldn't work. Yeah, unless you have John retire, and he gives it to a kid in his community. That that would that's be good how too. you. That is the that's the segue <laughs> around of yeah. Not everybody's a white kid, you know. No, like that's a way around it because you have, um, the oh, what's his name. The the Chinese Superman. Yeah. Um, so you kind of already have the... And they have their own Justice League, the Justice League of China. So they have a good established team, Sansa Lantern. But So you can even do someone from China. Doesn't fucking matter. But if you have someone retire their ring, even... Honestly, Kyle, because it's like they don't know what to do with him. Let Kyle retire the green one. Goes on his own journey. What, I don't fucking care. It's Kyle. Who fuck cares? Let Kyle go and be happy with someone. I think I was getting stuck on the sun concept we were talking about before the podcast. Yeah. And all the- but no, that would be great, though, because I think Hal having a kid, like, with Carol would, but not knowing, I think it would be kind of hard to retcon now. I wouldn't do Carol. But just someone. some random girl would give you a lot more stories to tell in regards to Carol. Got one. Got one. Oh, well, no, because if you do Carol, because then she would have the lineage of Star Sapphire and Green Lantern. But you could do how Jordan had hooked up with a chick, right? He, his ring is his. He's lost. So you do a cool how Jordan disappears thing, whatever. He's on a how Jordan means through space. whatever. Whatever you need to do. (laughs) Insert element X. But the ring being coded to only him. Going to Earth, although his brother does have two kids, and they both look exactly like Hal Jordan. You could take one of them. That'd that'd kind of be a fun. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, Like Hal's nephew having to live up to his own uncle. That could work. But if it went to a kid who had a biracial mother, don't care what it is, but just to really put some color into the core. Call it what it is. Color into the core. He gets the ring, or. Fuck it, she. I, I love a female take on a male character because I'm like, what, another guy having problems? Another boy having girl problems? Like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, it's like, just a new version. Like, just different shit can give us something. Yeah, give us something new. Give it to a girl. And it, he had a daughter he didn't know about because, what? Oh, it has to be a girl. Because he was such a womanizer. That's the universe does. The universe goes, no, wait, what? The guy who just totally just turned and burned women now has a daughter. So then when he gets to meet her after she her whole first adventure is to basically have to save Hal Jordan because the ring won't come off because it is attuned to her, she has to go save him. And he's like, who are you? And it's insert. I don't give a Hal, fuck. I am your what I, yeah, yeah, it's like, Hal, I'm your daughter. And you're like, ah, Star Wars. Because that would be great. Yeah. And he's like... I feel like Hal would honestly go cool. I feel like he would be okay with it. He would think he's okay. And then but then he would totally freak out. He would Batman next. it. He would be like, huh. Well, Batman seems to be fine with Hal. But no, but initially, yeah. when he was Damien, he was like, it, it was different when I could adopt him. Now this one's like, me, it's gross. Like, yeah. at first he was like, I got this. Fuck Alfred, what do I do? You know? <laughs> like, do that. Like, because then you get, like, you just call it lanterns. And then it's Hal and his daughter on adventures he's training her shit i just realized my dad a book. yes it is book. i just realized my dad is bruce wayne and that he's really interested in raising kids but he's not, not interested in raising his, his own, own at all yeah he's like you want to go hang out with the teen titans what do you mean i'm a human that's a comic book yeah like go read comics somewhere else I'm not gonna get into it too deeply but, but apparently my dad's adopting a kid and i found out because a social worker called me to ask what i thought about it oh that's, see, that's like, the universe going do you want this one i'm giving you one i was just like i don't have it i'm finding out through you yeah and i didn't know my dad's wife's official name so take that what you will yeah, right I'm not gonna talk see, shit but that could make a great comic book <laughs> yeah just that as like a part of a comic 
But no, I think it would be good with Hal having a daughter. Have it be, I don't know, because you have Miles as Hispanic and African American, so you have Hal's daughter be Korean, and it's another. I'm trying. I'm thinking because he was in the Air Force, so he had to travel a lot. But where are you going to have a base? Even if she's just part Korean, I don't know. That would work. Anything dates her and gets like attaching the Air Force base thing would attach the thing to a, a war in people's minds. Like, if she was Korean, for example, that would make people think Korean War, and that dates... It does, it does. Even though... Yeah, Jordan I, yeah no, I get what you're saying. Because I'm trying to think of... Cause he, but he's just such a womanizer that it would make sense. But I feel like having a biracial mother would help the character in terms of a fan base, and making it a girl brings a real twist to it because I like the idea of a a younger even go what 16 17 you know Gwen's yeah. age and instead of it being like raised by a cop not that she didn't have her dad that she grew up not knowing mm-hmm. that let's say something had happened to her mom and she was adopted some kind of that is why Hal doesn't know or why John wouldn't know, like, why the father would not know is because of that. And it was, once it started, was right when he becomes a lantern, wouldn't, in terms of timeline continuity. Yeah. Wouldn't make sense. He could have knocked a girl up and then and crashed his fucking plane. Yeah. Like, and that, she within the never, same week, and she wouldn't have known. She, she knows how had been in an accident and may have died yeah. and not been able to put two and two together. We've, We've just given made a, a lot bad. of thought for a character right? that's never going to exist. But and we just realized it's the exact same moment. We're just yeah. like, what are we do? But doing? it's a great it's a great concept of a character though. Yeah. Cuz I w- I like the idea of like the the rough and tumble kid, wrong side of the tracks. Ooh. Native American lady. He's out on the reservation area because he's out in New Mexico where the Air Force Base is originally for, like, it's like, what, SoCal, New Mexico, Nevada area, right? It's good, because there are, like, no DC Comics characters that aren't So, she's she's half Indigenous American, and then Hal Jordan. He's really white, is what we're getting at. The dude is, like, mayonnaise-loving white. He's whiter than I am. Yeah, Yeah. he is. He's like, hi, Bob. Hi, Tom. We're white. White. Yeah. But have it be she's part uh, Indigenous American... And that works. I like that even more because then he wouldn't know. The, the mom didn't know. Something happens to her. She gets adopted. That ring shows up. She's going to be... Uh, that is a great end of issue. What? Yeah, no. Like, really I, good. That, I'd be like, all of that. All of the rest of this arc forever. Because yeah. that would blow my mind to have that kind of a twist. Because then you're tapping into a market that doesn't get tapped into ever. And then using that, you get a whole pantheon of new artists and characters and styles and gods and yeah. everything that they can create with their the ring. And instead of it's DC, literally every god exists. Yeah. Which so they all never exist. makes any goddamn yeah. sense to but me. But and what's what's his name? The Buffalo. He was a DC guy, had the big old buffalo head. Oh. Um from like Super Friends, yeah, but then they yeah. made him kind of cool in uh, uh, the Countdown and in Rock of Ages, right? Yeah, not Rock, not Rock of Ages, Ages um, Obsidian Age. Obsidian yeah. Age, yeah, stupid. Oh fuck, Rock what's Age. his name? He says like to Chuck Luck. Yeah, and it, and he gets big and strong. Yeah. yeah, that like he could be a mentor or at least in the same tribal community. Fuck it, lineage style. He adopted her. Problem solved. I don't even fucking care. It doesn't exist. That's the how you do it. daughter of one Justice Leaguer being raised by another sometimes but, super friend? But he wouldn't know either. Yeah. Her parents. No, and that's great. That works, because then you get a cool way of lineage of the like the Seven Ways from Kevin Bacon type of lineage where you're like, no, that's cool, because it gives that sense of destiny and purpose. And you'd have the whole I, um, Joe West raising yep see oh yeah, that would be so good yeah oh hey dc i know you don't listen to this shit but fuck man i would say steal our idea but pay yeah. us pay us first but t- you like copyright chris and pj this is fucking great idea 
please, like 20 bucks. It's all, I'm not even asking for much. Every issue, 20 bucks. Give me 20 bucks. Hell, I just take the issues. <laughs> so, honestly, yeah, the issues for free, free subscription to DC, whatever I want. You know how much money you would save me a month? You know how much money I give you a month? A lot. We're going to go with a lot, guys. That way you're just talking them out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but to give you shit? We just want to take shit. But the idea of having, and having them be young, like 15, 16, you're getting a whole entirely ignored demographic. Absolutely ignored. The most double ignored? And women, plus any ethnicity that's not white, on top of it, yeah. and then you go, Native American, you're going, you're fucking hat-tricking that. You're just like, <laughs> boom, hey, we struck gold. Oh, this is the gold. And I think you could do that, and I just, the art style of it would look great. I think that could be a really cool... Dexter. Uh, <laughs> I always forget there's a door there. Yeah, I always forget the door. Um, but I think that would be a cool way... So, we're just recording. Yeah, you're good. Um... But I think that would be a cool way to get an audience that's not tapped into yeah. at all. I mean, like, you'd also have to market it appropriately and not just, you know... Yeah, not do it as like a, hey, we did a thing, Yeah, right? Like, I would like the idea of having someone who doesn't look like Hal Jordan as a character and it still be, like, an enjoyable read. Mm-hmm. And you could do... Um, you could because they kind of touch it w- into it with the countdown stuff when they were doing the countdown and the fifty two weeks years back though this oh, is yeah. pre fifty two fifty two but the character like they they kind of dug in a little bit towards the, the like the his mythos so you can kind of you get mm-hmm. this character who has to learn about their own culture but they're hesitant towards it. And at the same time, they want to learn more because it's impacting the greater story. Yeah. And so you you learn as a reader about an entire culture living in your literally five feet from you, depending on the state. And you you learn about people that you've never known about, but live with you. You know. So I think yeah. that's a good way to like entertainment and learn. <laughs> Go. I think that'd be cool because I get like Simon. Being of Middle Eastern descent, because they don't really designate where no. they just were like generally Middle Eastern, well, that's and then Jessica, the Middle East doesn't actually exist in DC comics. Yeah, there's like eight fictional character countries yeah. somehow smashed. Oh, that's and the it, thing I hate the most about DC. It, it's hard to relate on that context, but at the same time. They have the same wars going on. Yeah, and like they the have same history, and but it's a different name. Yeah. So why not just? But then at the same time, then you're like, so that means you have to get rid of iconic places, Metropolis, Gotham, and like Central City, Coast City, you know, Fawcett City. Like you'd have to get rid of them. You couldn't. You'd have to basically go the thing that is by definition the foundations of our universe, and go New York. Obviously, New Jersey, because who the fuck wants to go to Gotham <laughs> or New Jersey? You know, Fawcett City is yeah. obvi- obviously in Michigan. Like, you... Is the population of D.C. bigger? Than the world? Yes, because they've got like 14 fictional cities. Is Seattle just a really tiny, like, Spokane? Because everyone's well, Seattle in Star does, City? Well, everyone does it, but Seattle exists in... But how? And what does that do to the population Oh, no, because they didn't change it to Star. Right? Yeah. No, but it does. It does kind of... Well, to be honest, the population of the world... This is the thing that is hard to do with DC in terms of that world building is that they... Stop, you're hitting the table, and I imagine the people can listen to your <laughs> tappity-tap-tap of your tail. Um, the problem with it comes into play where, let's be honest, that world is burned many a time. They yeah. should not have a population problem. Crisis or not... That world should not have a population problem. There's a lot of so good people. So why do the why does that world have environmental issues or population issues mirroring our world if they are not our world? Yeah, our world. Like at the same time, that doesn't work. There's just enough. Difference. Once you lift the veil, the yeah. whole it, the whole house falls down, and you're just like, none of this is a problem. Kondak. Name your cities, whatever you want to name it, but you cannot have... And they can have their border disputes, by all accounts, but you cannot make it... Conduct can't be Iraq. It can't be Iraq, yeah. If it's going to be Iraq, call it Iraq. Yeah. Call it what it is, 
because then at least as a fan you can have that relatability because the the earth of dc should have maybe three billion people no it's pretty wiped out like the anti-monitors come through doomsday like eight times like how many people is the joker kill alone oh right spoke spokane level death by one person Who's a fucking clown? Yeah. You know, like, it just, it is hard to be, like, the population increase. And this, like, like, hell, there's, like, 30 of you. Yeah, it's just, there's so much. And I, it'd be one thing if there was just Metropolis, Gotham, and that's I think. But there's Coast City and Star City. And I think the, the thing was, too, at the time is that if you, again, it falls where DC doesn't take itself the same kind of serious. Because if they do, their world does fall apart. (laughs) Real quick. But... It's, I don't read them for realism. If I wanted them for realism, I would read Marvel. Like, just at the end of the day, I would read Marvel if what I wanted was a world predicated on the one in which I live. And there's no, I don't see anything wrong with it because then I'm like, I read Spider-Man. My problem is more that they never do anything with it. They just throw all these things in there. Yeah, with like no real location correlation. Although at the same time. But when you have a real world event like 9-11 go down. DC wasn't able to be like, oh, it also happened, but... Because New York exists in DC. Metropolis is a city in New York, which, if you just say all you would have, one line doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, because Because it should be the island of Manhattan. No, it shouldn't even be that. It should be the big city near Kansas. Everyone dreams of going to Metropolis. So, yeah, why would you go from Kansas to... To the East Coast. No, that's fair. The North... East Coast, like it doesn't no, make sense. Fair. Everyone if in Smallville is like Metropolis. It would, be, metropolis, it would have to be Chicago, right? Because if you're going straight up, your closest major city up with Chicago south is Atlanta. Yeah, maybe you can stretch it to like St. Louis. Maybe like right. But, and that's the problem. It's like I like not. I don't need I all these things to make sense. No, I need them to be arranged somewhere in my brain. Where I can be but like, at the same time, oh, a trip from Gotham to Metropolis. But at the same time, the way they treat it now, w- with the Super Son, Superman moving his family, they lived in upstate New York. Because Metropolis is with the new, not new 52, but rebirth DC whatever universe, whatever. Whatever the fuck you want to call the world. It is now... All of New York, Manhattan, the island is extensively metropolis because they lived in upstate New York for the first part of their return and rebirth because they were hiding John. So it made sense that they could commute to Manhattan metropolis at this point and then they moved there. That works because in that context, I get everyone back in the day though, you lived in a small town, your big city, let's be real, Superman came about, a couple of Jewish guys in New York, everyone wants to come there, it makes sense. But yeah. don't call it Manhattan, call it Metropolis. I get it, but it's that old guard, new guard, yeah, weird just, blood dichotomy. I don't want to have to spend a whole bunch of time thinking about it. Like, yeah. It's just so it's, much simpler. To if they, But it's like, I'm, I'm okay with the city name, I get over it, but at the same time, again, they... Not to say they lucked out, but they couldn't address 9-11 the same way because Metropolis yeah. is Manhattan. But, but everything post-9-11 has been altered by the attitudes around 9-11. Yeah. Well, that's without okay. so 9-11, can, it, it doesn't exist. make any sense. But it barely did in Marvel, though, when 9-11 happened. And then Doctor Doom, who every fucking week came in and was like, Hey, New York, these Doom nuts. But then goes, what kind of person would destroy all these people? Like, that, you do, do, yeah, you did that. That is a yesterday. Separate, there is a separate problem that's, of why that's does 9-11 where, matter if there's 14 9-11? That's, yeah, but then, and it really does go, you 9-11 does a week. Is he really, is Doom really coming in to try to, fuck, yeah. Doom. No one's going to just arrest him? All right. Like, yeah. that's how, if I'm in New York, that's how I'm approaching Doom. If you sit here trying to pull some... No one should do such a... T- <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. Well, no, because our dumbass president does shit like that all the time. Oh, so it doesn't even- Which you're like, can we just let Doom be president? 
I take it. it would, it would be what, less. Doombots on the street would be less scary than just. Infinitely is the less. world going to end today? I don't know. It won't because you have Doombots protecting you. Yeah. You're like, sorry, Cap. This guy right now, fuck this shit. <laughs> no. I'm out. All hail Doom. Hydra. Whatever. Satan. I don't care. Yeah. Make it go away. But no, th- that was the problem where Marvel had. Was that you have, again, Doom. You have. The Fantastic Four, you have Captain America, Iron Man, Parker. Two-thirds of the Marvel Universe lives on the island of Manhattan in one of the boroughs. So when 9-11 happened, they're like, it affected all of us. You should have stopped it. You're a fictional world, but at the time, what we needed was not fiction. We needed real heroes. Where was the Iron Man? Where was Captain on that plane? And, of course, they don't exist, so we didn't have them. Where DC weirdly lucked out, and they were like... Not to say we dodged that proverbial bullet, but we did better than the towers. Like, <laughs> damn, you but, know. But now DC's stuck in a weird situation where nine eleven didn't happen, but, but we're still having endless wars war in the Middle East that are creating new veterans. Not in any specific country. Though. Yeah, just in fictional in country. Like Which, it's just like it would, I'm like having to take world, too many steps to, to make this make sense yeah. because you're using where you too don't many find details. A middle ground of. Like I, it's why I like the idea of it being Metropolis is now Manhattan, like it is on the island of Manhattan. It's just a part of New York, and then Gotham is Gotham, and I I feel like Gotham just exists in this like a a super imposed quantum state where it exists when needed and it doesn't <laughs> it's exist. It's a pocket universe. Yeah, it's a weird. It's because it's a perpetually it blood haven. Yep. No, they are. Yeah, which should be what was it was like Chicago, but call it Chicago. Yeah. You know, yeah. but then they're like Bloodhaven's ten minutes away. It's on the other side of the bridge, and you're like, okay, I don't think you know how math and space no, and time and, and work. I was watching Flash and started rewatching it, mm-hmm. and they're like going to Iron Heights. It's a couple hours out of town. It's like, but you're here all the time, and Arrow's here all the fucking time. What? Where's the but, Where's the distant but correlation? But you're also like six hours away yeah. from each other. Yeah, you're making this too complicated. Yeah, on what me. it doesn't need to be. Yeah. And that's and it's it's those weird moments where it's like the the kid in me, where as Grant Morrison puts it so great in Super Gods, when asked why does Superman fly, kids go it's easy he's not real, <laughs> you know like we break it down for you and they're like he's fake though, like get the fuck over it like be happy with that which I always have that weird fine line like I'll be reading a book sometimes and I'm like whatever they're fake. And I have to remind myself that, that if I wanted realism, I would be in the world. And right now, comic book world is substantially safer. No, it is. It's, it's just, there's certain internal... Like, I can't get into zombies because they just rot. All you gotta do is stay inside yeah. on, like, three 90-degree days. Bye. And the zombies are done. And <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't get I scared the, of a rotting when, bad of me. I like the... I think it would the way it works best for me with, like, a love of zombies in terms of what they are is they... The social allegory that there is that we consume. We are our worst enemy, so a zombie is the best representation. Yeah, but I literally cannot but, be scared of a decomposing body. No, see, I'm never scared of a zombie. It's the... I'm scared of the people during a quote-unquote zombie apocalypse, if you're going by that world. The people, you see the yeah. worst of people during a zombie apocalypse. But that, Not the best. That's just an excuse to write the same stories you write all the other time, except yeah, now you have blood zombies. Yeah. So, and that's why I just, I can't care. Like, yeah. Night of the Living Dead is an amazing movie. Oh, yeah. And I'll enjoy it. But every, all it now is zombies all day, every day, and I'm just it, like, I don't know. They're brought in bags of meat. Like, it, it's one of those, it doesn't work with the realism in place of, yeah, yeah. but they're dead, though. It's like, yeah, but also undead. But they're dead, though. Like, a cold snap would take out the well, zombie And that apocalypse. was the one thing, like, I really liked with Max Brooks's World War Z, is that, short of addressing the direct cause and the their ability to do so, that those were things that were not understood. By the end of the book, because it reads like a World War II documentary, yeah. after the fact, ten years... So the event happens for ten years. Ten years after the fact is the book. So it's been twenty years since it started that... The way they treat it is they know the cause, they know the origins, but the the means in which their bodies can survive, the pressures of the ocean, survive through a winter, they don't know, but he doesn't do it as like a, hook at your book in, 
You know, he doesn't throw that in there. It's like, that is the stuff the researchers are still trying to find out. And the reason why the zombie apocalypse happens isn't because they're runners or that people are like, oh, it's a zombie. That's not, they're going to die in three days. It was that it was treated as another thing to, that we could sustainably get through in life the way we have the avian flu or how people are dying from the flu now because people are like, vaccines are bad. So I'm not going to do anything about it. And then you're dead from flu. And then I'm like, well, that's more vaccine for me. <laughs> you're bad. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. But it's it's all of those. It's all of the things that make the world the world is how it spreads. The black market organ trade of like, you need a kidney, keep it on ice for six hours, get it across the ocean. Boom. You have a guy who's infected. That's 23 viable organs in 23 different hospitals and 23 different zombies. Yeah. And it spreads in a logical route he took the most if it were to happen in the real world of tomorrow yeah this is how and people would treat it as like oh whatever we will make a miracle drug it cures rabies and they're like because we were told it was african rabies giving it a label from a country people don't like because it's scary you know like it gives it he gives it a realism that in other mediums they're just like zombies are there that's part of the world enjoy the story but then when they try to break it down, like, no, nope, that wouldn't last that long, though. Like, yeah. it, it works for a story, but six months later, you look like a real asshole in your kingdom of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? It's like, zombies are dead. Oh, I look like a dead The don't Walking I? Dead just ends with a bunch of serial murderers in control of what's left <laughs> it of civilization. Does. It does. That's it. Absolutely. Like, one it day absolutely the zombies is. just disappear, and it, then there's it's like, It's still a oh. great read. I have them all as trades. Fun to read, but really, you're just like... And then there were still not zombies. Yeah, they like, shouldn't be there. But then the book also only takes place right now. Like they do a time jump in it, like at yeah. a point of like four or five years. So it makes sense. But then all the remaining zombies that are there is that they freeze in the winter. Like they freeze solid. You go around and kill them, which your brain is like no shit. Like if they're frozen solid, you you kill the zombies back at Skullin. But then they're like, and every winter more are still there because people get infected. They think, you know, a building is too, they're like, it's cold, but the building is warm that the zombie didn't freeze. You get bit. That's a fucking zombie. Like, the the causality is there where you're like, well, how do they exist beyond 90 days? Have you met human? Honestly, right now, World War Z, The Walking Dead, Night of the Living Dead, it doesn't fucking matter, could happen, and people would be like, Nope, that's just that fake news you read about. That's some fucking liberal conspiracy bullshit with some snowflakes dribbled on it. Zombies aren't real. I just like killing people. That is 100% the case. (laughs) Like right now, it could happen. And people be like, nope, it's just a leftist conspiracy. You don't know what you're talking. You're like, But reality isn't believable either right now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, at the end of what you can take from this whole ramble of the last hour reality isn't even real anymore no we were like didn't i read about this once i feel like i i read about this in a history book arrow is written better than reality (laughs) right the super villains of the fictional worlds in which we love are better lex Luthor as a president was a better president than our current president yeah hands down he and Lex Luthor fixed the economy. He turned everything around. The only person skeptical of him was Superman, who, to be fair, was right, because, you know, he did fuck things up. But at the end of the day, he was a better president, and he's fictional. Yeah. Like, that's the world we live in, is that these people who are not real, Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact, he dies, better president. That's me just pulling a, like, this guy was president once. Yeah. Except for the dude who was Paul Blart. Kevin James in uh, Pixels, arguably the only worst fictional president. I, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. You've never now. seen Pixels? God no. God, it's not a Santa movie, and the dude in Paul exactly. is the president. So it's as terrible as you think it is. No, it's, yeah. it, it is exactly that bad. I feel like you're trying to talk me out of this, but it's not working. <laughs> it's not, it's, but it's exactly that bad. Or Escape from New York and L.A. equal to. But not greater than terribleness of our current president. Yeah. Because the world in which we live is a comic book without a superhero. Yeah. That's not depressing. No. Yeah. Now we're just sad. Yeah, now I'm sad. Well, I guess on that note, 
Fuck. We're at, what? We are at, like, our hour mark. Yeah. So, I, I we'll guess be, listen next time and get sad at the end. Yeah, get, yeah, we'll try to not be sad at the end of the next one. But, um, on the zombie note, again, like at the beginning of the episode, check out oh, yeah. Annihilation Z. Um, if you check out their website, they also have a Facebook page under the same name. The game is 40 bucks. The uh, promo code gives you 10 bucks off. So you only have to pay 30 Absolutely worth it. When you hear it on the next episode, we had a blast playing it. Josh and David were great with us going over everything. You guys will enjoy the hell out of that. Worth it falls within the realm of Cards Against Humanity. You betray your friends, betray your family. Monopoly with murder. So, you know. On that wonderful note, see, high notes. Monopoly with murder. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm PJ. We're out.